hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Good Saturday morning. Once again, we have a jam-packed show. I believe this show has the most topics that we've ever had. Whether or not we're going to be able to shoehorn them all in is another story, but we will try our best. Call the Golfie team anytime. Remember, Golfie gets it sold, 905-575-7700. The phone number, 905-575-7700. The website, and it's a great one, robgolfie.com, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast and if you have a question for the golfie team or would like us to tackle a topic on a future program send us an email that email address is questions at robgolfie.com we have as i mentioned a host of things we're going to get to today but we'll start with uh, something we've talked about on the show before and that's uh, you know things that can go wrong on closing day so we have five things and i'm sure there's a whole lot more but uh, we'll identify five things that can go wrong on closing day you've had how many closing days millions <laughs> hundreds of th- <laughs> thousands and thousands oh and, yeah and things go wrong sometimes. And you know what it is the, one of the most stressful days especially for men mm. especially for men really especially yeah. for men yeah for some reason i men, would have guessed the other way around well think about it if man did not get married <laughs> if man did not get <laughs> they married, wouldn't be in this situation they would not be moving That's they'd be happy point. in the house that they're in <laughs> so let's just uh, and i think uh, all the men out there uh, agree with me okay. on that because no, no, we're, no, we're no, happy no. the only reason we're getting you know men are moving is because of their spouse so phil do you agree with this I don't know. He's not married yet. <laughs> Phil's shaking his He's head. He's not married yet. He's still young. He doesn't <laughs> understand yet. Still a young guy. But um, so this past Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff, uh, my other son, uh, is moving. So he started, uh, you know, doing the packing and every- well, not packing. He was they were packed. They had boxes and everything. So I was there Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night, and I'm going. This is not going to be good for Thursday. Really? And well, there's a little bit of context behind this. This. You know this move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they 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 just had a newborn. They're they're moving with okay. a one month old. Wow, baby. that could be tricky. They have six, two, six week old. They baby. have six weeks. What, born born July fifteenth. Okay, right. Yeah. So they baby have girl. They have you. two Bernice Mountain dogs, and <laughs> and they're moving like they're. Wow. And it, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. So so that's the context behind this this so, move. Yeah. So so they're behind schedule. So well, I well, he's always been behind schedule. Like it's it's it's, it's not, fairness, not he's that not I'm here to defend himself. Not that I'm defending so, him. He's he's always been behind schedule. Uh, whether you know he had the, whether a he had whether he a rival had, with the brothers, they're always they're whether always he had chirping each other. You know whether he had the baby or or or, or not or the dogs. Or the dog, yeah. He would have been behind schedule no okay. matter what. So, so that wasn't really a factor then. <laughs> so so I I get I get there Wednesday night and I say like you know what like they're moving from a townhouse to a single family. They're, they're moving to a house that's double the size that they're in now. Oh, wow, okay. So, and I, you know what, so the, the, the content is not as much, but, but I think he underestimated the size of truck. He got the biggest truck, but he still needs more. Mm. He needs more. Um, and, and he's doing it himself. And, and, and I'm the type of guy, like I helped a friend out move, 
uh, 35 years ago, and we showed up. A bunch of us buddies showed up to the, his house, and they had nothing packed. <laughs> we had to go get the boxes. Wow. Now, think about it. Like, like Rick, <laughs> and, I'm telling and, you. And it's moving day. Rick, it's moving day, and they got to be out there the, out that day. Wow. And I committed. I said, I'll be here. I was there early in the morning. I said, I'm here till 5 o'clock. Well, guess what? 5 o'clock I left. They ju- the boxes just started rolling in. Oh Every- we goodness. were all going, driving out to grocery stores and liquor stores, uh, getting boxes and wow. everything. So it's I'll tell you, I'll never forget it. And I tell all my other friends the story because we all lived it. But the friend that actually was moving, we still hang out with him. Yeah. We, he doesn't know how bad it was. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure it was a nightmare for him yeah. after 5 o'clock because a bunch of us left and he had to deal with the, the wrath with... Uh, and I think he was renting at the time. The ra- renting or selling, I can't remember. I think renting. The wrath of dealing with the landlord, the next tenant moving oh, in, imagine, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yikes. So, um, so we left, and, and th- that was it. Now, I never ask anybody to move because I don't want to be asked to help them move. <laughs> because, no, my back, like, like, you know what? I've, my, I've got, you know, I don't have a back injury, but I don't want to wreck my back for for lifting a couch or, right. or or you break something like if you're helping somebody move and you you know you drop something break something you know what you're going to feel bad and you like you're trying to help the guy yeah. and and secondly like if you're asking people to help you move you, you, they're taking a day off work they're like it, it's it's costing the money it's costing money so anyway so i show up wednesday night and i go you know what i i, I know he's trying to do everything on he's asking everybody to come and you can see he's, everybody's struggling to come out and help him out <laughs> so i so i phone i mean a couple i call uh uh this uh these guys that i know that do a lot of handy work and stuff like that for me and they're big strong guys right like i mean and uh and i i call them up i said buddy i i need you tomorrow a moving day i mean so it was wednesday thursday's the moving day i says can you show up he goes no problem no problem i'll be there what a relief i mean everybody was relieved oh yeah everybody was relieved (laughs) and uh so anyway i told jeff next move i says hire hire movers movers. (laughs) (laughs) let them do the job there's it's not like there's there's the right way to move but there's always the wrong way to move And, and you know it's not something that you can get good at because you don't you know you don't move that often but the, the number one thing is is be organized. There's so many services out there that can help you be organized. One one thing that's become really popular is those pods, right? Yep. So yeah. uh, somebody will will put a pod in their driveway. They'll fill it up, and and they can you know fill it up over the course of a month, over mm-hmm. a couple weeks prior to your closing date. And then one it once it's moving date, you put the pod in the in the driveway or where, wherever you're going, and now you can move in you know slowly. Yeah. So that that's one thing. The other thing is. Get somebody to lift the big furniture. You know, the, the small stuff, all the glassware is easy, but, you know, your clothes is easy or whatever. But have that all packed and then just have your big furniture and then hire the movers to move move the big furniture. Right. It's, it's, it's the easiest way to do it. Before, people used to move their appliances in and out of, out of their house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Normally, so, appliances stay in the so, house now. So today... Mm-hmm. The, the houses, all the appliances are usually included. I want to say 95 to 98 percent of the time, the appliances stay with the property. Right. Before people were ripping out their appliances, they would bring you know bring up the washer and dryer up or down the yep. stairs. The they rip out the, the entire wall. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it would those are big items that would you know potentially can damage the house on the way in or out. And then it, it's those are harder harder items to move. I, I'm just gonna tell you, the baby boomers were the ones that wanted their appliances. Because <laughs> Why was if, that, anyway? You know, I don't know. You know what it is? They're the, There's probably a sense of pride, right? Well, a sense of pride, but they, they worked hard all their life. Right. The, the, the baby boomers aren't the ones that really took a lot of vacations. They saved their money. And even though the fridge 
that they're taking with them doesn't fit in the next house. They, they still, still want it. Want it. They'll, they'll, put they'll put it in the, the garage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the garage. Yeah. yeah, in the yeah. basement of the garage. So now the millennials don't care. Look, no, we want we want the appliances. We don't want the houses of buying. Yeah. And the and the millennials that are selling, yeah, we're not taking appliances. We'll just get the ones on the next house. <laughs> like it's, I'm telling you, I saw the transition in generation. Like it's just night and day. Like I remember 10, 15 years ago, even 20. Yep, no, appliances are going. The only thing that stayed in the house was the dishwasher, yeah. but they wanted all the appliances. But now people are saying, no, we're leaving the appliances. they got to take the house yeah. with the appliances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want them, you know. My grandmother so. has moved a couple times. I think she has the same refrigerator. Now it's in her basement. Yeah. Is it green? <laughs> no, it's it's like a burgundy red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh I it's know that vintage. one. <laughs> yeah. It's vintage. Yeah. Uh, so we got a few minutes here. So five things that can go wrong on closing day. I know we kind of you know touched on a few things, but uh, number one is where is my privacy? So this is you know an interesting uh, dilemma that people can go through because you know people are walking in and out of the house uh, and privacy could be a concern. Yeah, on, look, privacy. Like when 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 you're saying privacy, privacy on the day of closing, privacy of showing well, the this, house. This is an example of somebody that gave their permission, gave permission to their neighbor to cut back trees. So when when the when the purchaser bought the property, there was nice big evergreens. The trees, you know, made it a private backyard. But when they moved in, in between the time that they purchased the property and moving in, the, trees the seller down. gave permission to the neighbor to cut the trees back. So now the seller's showing up or the purchaser's showing up and saying, well, what happened to my, my trees that I bought this property for? I wanted the privacy. Now it's gone. So... That's that's the, the seller of the house told the neighbor, "Don't do it till the night before closing," because <laughs> and and then the, and then the new homeowner, the new owner, moves in and says, "Wait a minute, I, I I bought the house because I love the private backyard." Yeah, and now, yeah. So so one thing you know in in this thing it highlights you know what would happen if that situation came up, and and here it states that the seller paid twelve hundred dollars to put cedar trees, cedar plants in in the space that that. Mm. Was, you know, to was substitute, yeah. yeah, to substitute what the cedars right. were there before. Uh, another example: there's a skunk under the porch. So the buyers found a family of skunks under the porch the day before closing. The seller's lawyer said it was not the seller's responsibility to remove the skunks from the property. Uh, the seller paid a pest control company 250 bucks to remove the skunks, uh, and I guess problem solved. Yeah, I, you know what? That's a tough one. That is because you know what? My neighbor has a skunk living somewhere around his house, Uh-oh. and. He doesn't come in our backyard, but I see the skunk at night. He crosses his front lawn, goes onto the boulevard, and he cro- to across the street to the other house. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's going to visit his little girlfriend across the street, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this skunk, like I'm, th- I, I, I'm thinking of getting a pest control and replay, re. Habitat, yeah. habitat. This moving the skunk, moving the skunk to another place, to another place. <laughs> because you know what, this skunk, I don't know, like it's got an odor mm. that, like, I don't know if it's spring or whatever. Yeah. But you smell it once in a while at night. And we have a little dog. Our little dog will think, hey, this thing's smaller than yes. than me. I can chase this thing. Yeah. We have a skunk in our neighborhood, and our dog <laughs> was going for it at one oh, no. point, not at full speed. It was hesitant, and we thought, oh my gosh, we got to get this dog inside right. because yeah. you don't want that. No. Oh yeah. And thankfully, the dog. You know, reverse course and came inside. Oh, yeah. So our dog the other day was outside in the backyard. We forgot about him. He's in the backyard, and all of a sudden we hear a bark, and it's outside. Oh, like, He's just a little thing, right? 15-pound <laughs> right. little, you know, white little multi-poo. And, uh, and my, wife, my wife goes, is the dog outside? I go, yeah. 
I go, holy smokes. I go, I'm not going to open the door. I'm going to smell him first just in case because <laughs> maybe he's trying to get in. And yeah. you know when dogs get sprayed, they go oh, yeah. and they want to go on the carpet and wipe their face yep. and everything. And now you so, got a big problem. Yeah, then we got a bigger problem. you got a, uh, a skunk smell in your house, and that yeah. doesn't go away for a long time. So, But anyway, he didn't get sprayed. He was just in the backyard. But but the skunk in the neighborhood, I mean, everybody knows about it. It's, I, I, we got to call it, may, give it a name. like Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. He's That's in the neighborhood. Uh, we got to run. When we come back, is Airbnb legal in Ontario? That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Raymax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at Rob Golfie. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can also send us an email with questions or topic ideas. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com just to wrap up the five things that can go wrong on closing day we um, spent a couple minutes on the first two where's my privacy and there's a skunk under the porch Uh, the furnace is not working there's an outstanding city permit and i can't get in the front door how many times have you guys encountered that on closing yeah you know what sometimes the key doesn't work the homeowner left the wrong key with the lawyer so when they're trying to get in (laughs) it's just it's we haven't, for the amount of deals that we do, we actually don't get yeah. that many calls. Really, yeah? yeah. So for the amount of, you know they're, why? Because we have a good service it's a system. business. It's a system. We have a system in place that everything is, it runs smoothly. But I, I, I know a lot of realtors, they have like, they got issues, they got things. They're, they don't have systems in place that, to make things smoothly for their clients or their, you know, for the buyers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we have systems in place and we make sure that one uh, of, one the of closings the, are always yeah. good. And we, we educate, we educate the, uh, the buyer and the seller, but especially the buyer, we tell them, listen, there's a high probability that you're not going to get the keys till between 4 and 5 o'clock. So if you hire a mover to come in, to come into your house at 9 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning, they, I'll tell you, when you get a hire a moving company, they can empty your house. If you got everything all boxed up, they can empty the house in less than two hours. It's amazing how these guys work. Now, they've emptied the house. You're at 11, 11 o'clock, let's say between 11 and 12. Now you've got another four hours. These, these movers are parking their trailer for four hours and you're paying for it. I always tell people, try to get the movers to come in like at noon or one o'clock and then it just makes it smoother so you're not paying that extra money for, for them just sitting idle mm-hmm. until you get the key. Um, some, you know, I, I've heard stories where, you know, sometimes the uh, buyer, you know, they'll try to sneak in, in into the house in one way or another. They're, bu- they're buying the house anyway. They'll, you know, they'll try to pick the lock or try to sneak in through yeah. the window. Um, you know, but if the deal doesn't close, then you got uh, other issues. But uh, but but if you're hiring a moving company, I, I'd say do it in the afternoon. If you're if you're really organized with your uh, with packaging and everything like that, because uh, I remember years ago when we were moving. Um, this is like 15, 16, 17 years ago. Uh, we had the house packed, everything ready to go. We were packed before noon. We didn't get the key till after four o'clock. Hmm. And the, and I was paying, I don't know, like hundreds of dollars every, right. every hour till from noon till four o'clock. 
And uh, and I could have saved money if I said, just show up at 12 or 1 o'clock. Yeah, you yeah. saved a few hundred dollars for sure. Yeah. Uh, is Airbnb legal in Ontario? This is uh, an interesting uh, situation. We all know what Airbnb is. You can uh, rent uh, basically your, your home, your apartment, your condo, uh, your vacation spots uh, to others around the world. Um, but it, it can throw a wrench into uh, certain situations as well. Yeah, there's there's a lot of legal aspects about it. You got to talk to your insurance company. You've got to there's in, in in certain areas you can't do Airbnb like Niagara Falls because they got the, they're they're in the hotel business right. there. They yep. they stop they actually it's illegal to run an Airbnb in Niagara Falls. And sometimes you know people are advertising Airbnb uh, you know perfect for Airbnb. You cannot do that in Niagara Falls. Uh, I know there's a lot of Airbnbs in Hamilton. They do very well. A lot of people are coming out this way. You know they just need a place for a week, ten, mm-hmm. couple of days. Um, but it, it's uh, but but you got a lot of a uh, lot of issues, and uh, you know people sometimes trash them. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but there's mm-hmm. always those nightmare stories. Yeah. But uh, Airbnb, the company, I'm sure they're insured also. But you, yep. you you need to get proper insurance on that. There's there's a lot of condo communities that are governed by a condo board, and they'll ban the Airbnbs. Usually, usually when the you know the condo corporation is forming, they you know this is a huge topic of discussion. You have your investors who who have bought the condos and and want to invest and use the platform of Airbnb to, to rent out their condo, and then you have the the, the homeowners which are the people that are living there. And, and, and you know what I mean? It's, it's usually a constant battle back and forth. And, you know, more oftentimes than not, it's, it's people will say no Airbnb is allowed. And that's kind of what's happening for these, for these condo corporations that are forming. But and I'm sure neighbors in, in these condos are complaining too, because people are coming in and out all the time. Yeah, oh, big time, big yeah. time. It's, it's, you know, it's a matter of, you, you know, people kind of loitering in the hallway, yeah. you know, you get the beer bottles in the hallway. You, you, a lot of the time, you know, Airbnbs, people are on vacation. People yeah. are using them to party, to drink, to, to hang out and do whatever. And, and then, you, you you know, you're right next door to, to a family or, or somebody that has to wake up for, for work the next morning. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a conflict of interest inside the condo. And, and people feel that, that when there's rentals in a condo, it, it devalues the condo. It hurts the condo. And, and it's become noticeable where some of the units get run down and, and some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the housing prices that, that are selling in that condo, there's a huge despair between, you know, the homeowner and then the, the tenant and, and, and those prices. So it's uh, it's a way to protect the, you know, the overall uh, condition of the condo and, and, and making sure that it, it's kept up well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times uh, now, uh, uh, here's another entrepreneurial way of people getting into Airbnb is, is you get a guy, he doesn't have to buy the house, he's going, renting the house, and then he rents it to Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> so he's making money. So if he rents a house out for, let's say, 50, let's say 1800 bucks or a, a townhouse, right? So he puts it on Airbnb. So if he's making one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a day, this guy's going to make six thousand dollars a month, right. and, he, and it's only costing him maybe eighteen hundred dollars a month to, to to rent it. Wow! So there's that going on. So I mean, it's there's you know, and the homeowner, the owner, the landlord does has no clue that this mm-hmm. is going on until he gets phone calls from the neighbors saying, "Hey, <laughs> what's going this on? guy's got like you know people coming and going in the house all the time." Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. Like like you know, there's always when there's something new coming out all the time and and airbnb is not new but when something like that comes out for people to make money you're going to also get the guys that the entrepreneurs that don't own a house they're going to they can go buy furniture for you know don't pay a cent for six months or two years and also rent a house for you know 1800 bucks a month they really got nothing into it and they're they're making money right right out the gate Hmm. You know, interesting. Uh, next topic: closing your home purchase on a Wednesday. We've uh, talked about this on the program, but it's always a nice refresher. So, why is Wednesday the day that uh, homeowners should be picking? 
When, you want to go, Phil? Or, yeah. yeah. So typically, you know, just the way it works out, the last Friday of every single month is usually your busiest closing date of the year. Like like July 30th, July 31st is probably your busiest close. Like, like if you're if you're two weeks before you're closing and you're looking for, for movers, if you're looking for people to help you close, nobody's available. That's your, your number one closing date. So we always say any day but Friday. A lot of the time, a lot of, you know, my properties that I sell, I'm, I'm usually Wednesday or Thursday. And it's... The main reason is, or my main reason is, it's not out of the norm for the property not to close. There can be something that comes up on closing, um, whether it's something to do with, you know, the transfer of funds, something to do with whether if, you know, the lawyers or, or whatever, the keys. There's there's so many different little variables that can come up on closing date that would ensure that the property wouldn't close. Now, if you're on Wednesday or Thursday, you can push it back one day. If you're on Friday... Lawyers aren't working the weekend, mm-hmm. so so if you close on Friday and it doesn't close, you're pushed back to Monday. So now your 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 stuff has to be in storage for the weekend. You're having to find a hotel room. You're 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 scrambling to find something to make sure to carry you through the weekend. And yeah. that's that's my number yeah. one reason. And, and 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 again, like if you think about it, like the one thing about Fridays is banks. If you think about it, across Ontario, banks, how many closings? Do they all have so everything comes from the corporate office to make sure that everything and, and all the paperwork's lined up now banks are, are very slow that's why closings happen late in the in the day because they're always asking for other information and all that kind of stuff hmm. so now each lawyer's office like i know a lawyer uh in hamilton he's got i think about 30 30 or 40 closings happening uh, uh, just yesterday. So he has to make sure everything's lined up. He has to make sure every bank's got all their all the paperwork in order, all that. Now, out of the 30, they, they all close, no problem. But there's always, you know, one, maybe one person down the line has a house to sell. The, that person yeah. didn't close. The next house doesn't it's close. A huge domino. It's a, yeah. Oh, it's a chain effect. It used it? to be it used to be a lot worse than what it is now with, the with you know, the way that funds can be wired and, and transferred relatively quickly everything's in place prior to closing it's not like on, on closing where where you, you got to go searching for the money or the funds or whatever usually a week before everything's set up and and and, and set to close but but there's always those those little things that come up hmm. that that delay people it, what's the most common thing that will arise that throws something out of whack the the banks uh, change their mind the the parent says no i'm not signing because really? they're not co-signing anything can happen at the last minute um, there's sometimes th- it's, it's simple as you know the purchaser goes to look at the property the day before to make sure that everything's in in place and you know maybe all of a sudden the the seller switched out a, a, a appliance right maybe they wanted to take their yeah. gas stove so they went and went and put a, a, a new gas stove mm. in well you know the purchaser can say well I, I don't want that gas stove and now it's a, a, a you know a, um, a situation where the lawyers are sending letters back and forth to each other and it just carries on it might be something where you know the the, the purchaser drives by the property and you know, the seller let the lawn overgrow and the gardens overgrow for, for two and a half months. And now it's a, a complete landscape mess. And oh. now now the purchaser saying, well, you know, I'm, it's going to cost me a couple thousand dollars to fix this. I want to hold back those funds mm. or, or, well, or exactly. the seller's going to have to fix it. It's little things like that that, that can happen on closing. It, and, and it's it's the, oh. the, the simplest things, you know, something as little as, you know, a windstorm happened the week before and maybe some shingles blew off the roof. Well, that right. purchaser is going to want that seller to, 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 to make fixed, sure those yeah. those shingles are fixed. So it's not necessarily always a money thing. It could be something to do with the property itself. The, the other thing is some, maybe the, uh, the, the the sellers, nice guys being very gentleman-like and says, hey, and, and the buyer says, hey, do you mind if we can move in a, a day or two earlier and then we'll close on Friday? They move in. Guess what? 
something's wrong with the house. Oh, no. You know, yeah. they they go, well, maybe they don't like the house. They go, like, it could be anything. There could be, they find issues in the house that they wouldn't have known until they moved in. And they'll and the seller's being nice and trying to help help the buyer out. And now it's caused them more headaches. So never, never, ever let anybody in that house until you've got the cash. I'm telling you. So if you're selling a house, no matter who it is, uh, don't don't let them move in until the cash has exchanged hands. Yeah, it's yeah. a good rule of thumb. Uh, also, another point on this: uh, closing your home purchase on a Wednesday. Uh, when sellers must move, you should be out of your home by 3 p.m. on closing day. How many times do people stay beyond 3 p.m. or even later in the day? It happens. Uh, I've happened. I had somebody that was in the house till 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. they were totally unorganized. It was pro- <laughs> it was, that was Sounds like your friend. My, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it was my friend. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, clean up after yourself. We've talked about this as well. It should be uh, what's the term? Sweep, clean, Qu- clean broom swept condition. There, there you clean go. Broom swept. And so, so, I mean, from from my, you know, I always say leave the home how you'd want to move into a new yeah. home, yep. and and yeah. that's what that's you know that's my main message. So, um, and and, and sometimes it, it's not somebody's intention. It just the day gets away from them and, and, and they're just, you know, they're yeah. running through the house and sure. they're cleaning. Yeah. There's other times where people are out of the house and they have people come in and professionally clean it. That's and, what Jeff did. And, he, and, he had professional cleaners come in and to clean the house so that the new buyer, the new owners will feel like, oh, at least, you know, like it's cleaned up. Yeah. And all the windows, all the it. windows, everything cleaned up. Everything nice. was done. Carpets were steam cleaned. Everything was great. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. Uh, and also do an inspection. So for those who are moving in on a Wednesday, you know, they should go around the house and make sure everything is on the up and up i yeah and i, I and, and i always this say is a this, must this you you should do the walk through the morning of i'm sorry the I, morning of, I, I then you know I, exactly what the state of the so house as, as the homeowners are moving out you should be in there you should i don't be, yeah and see, they hate it though they hate, they it. hate it's it hard to do but um but when you can't do it like it, people will decline you right but but unless you specially request it on your offer but see when you when you're moving in that day you should see the house it's like buying a car i mean they make you walk around the car to look at it make sure there's no scratches yeah, everything's yep. all good Sit okay in the seat, here's the keys the go ahead yep. so as soon as you drive it off the lot hey if there's a scratch <laughs> scratch shows up after you drive off the lot that's yeah. their scratch that's right but like i had a person um and and it, and it so happens i mentioned this uh, uh on the show uh way back that my client my client changed took out all the light fixtures really yeah so the buyer came in and wanted to see the house on closing day i said yeah no problem I, you know the house is you know it's a fairly new house I, I i couldn't see why there'd be anything wrong <laughs> wires are hanging everywhere and literally she she wasn't even replacing so <laughs> what replacing the light fixture so what happened was the buyer was like all freaked out and and it was a lady she was you know single mother and and i said listen hang on i was telling the agent listen relax don't worry I understand what happened here. We're going to make sure this is. We're going to make this right, so it it uh, so that when you you know move in, we may have to get an electrician here to right. reconnect. So, the lawyers got involved. That seller, it would have cost her five thousand dollars. If she did not do it. So now all those light fixtures that she took weren't worth five thousand. But see how much the cost can cost you. Oh, sure. Just the aggravation, the to hire electrician and everything. It, it, it probably would have cost her a, a electrician, the buyer to get electrician to go in there and buy new light fixtures. Maybe I'd say maybe a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks. But but she could get a credit of five thousand dollars. So the seller had to uh, leave all the light fixtures and leave some money to get 
uh, so the buyer to, uh, to reconnect all the light hmm. fixtures. Yeah, it's not to listen. Do not change your appliances. It's gonna be you if you want that deal to close. Give it the way it was when the, the buyers went through. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like uh, like if you don't if you don't want to leave that you know GE you know fridge and stove or that wolf. Listen, put it on the offer. Don't change it up after the deal's done. Mm-hmm. Don't change it up. You know. I'll give you a quick example. We I just had a deal close in uh, in Mount Hope and and she realized after she goes, oh these window coverings are are window coverings that my deceased mom made for me and gave to me. And I said, you know. I go no problem. We will have to replace them, but you can you, you know if the the sell, the purchaser could have put up a, a little bit of a but stink, yeah. I, yeah everybody understood the situation, but it was just an idea in terms of you got to replace them and and right. make sure that they're that was the way to go. Yeah. Uh, when we return, we'll talk about the do's and don'ts of buying property with friends. That and more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search about at Rob Golfie and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. The do's and don'ts of buying a property with friends. I'm sure there's uh, many don'ts. Yeah. There, yes, there are a few do's as well. So let's I, go through this list. I think the stats are the same as the divorce stats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, they don't have the stats for that. We, 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 we see this more often just due to the nature of the housing market and the housing prices where people you know, have to team up or have to get, to, to get together and, and, and buy a house together and we've seen people become you know super successful and it allows them to set themselves up for their next move and then mm-hmm. we've, we've seen situations where it hasn't worked out so we've seen both both sides of the spectrum but it's, well, it's, well, he's got he's got fr- he's you've got friends that are they bought like four years ago yeah and they're still together and, they're and, still and one together. Of, and, and one of the friends has a girlfriend that moves in and she pays her share, I think, doesn't yeah. she? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds so, like it's working out pretty so, good. Yeah, so, it's so basically, out perfectly. They're yeah. They're in, they're in a position right now where they're looking. You know, they're starting to look towards their next move. But if they hadn't bought this house together, you know, four years ago, they would be in a position right now. They'd where, be renting where, probably. Where still. They wouldn't yeah. be able to make their next move now. Now they're each going to have you know a hundred thousand dollars in equity each, and now they're you know it's enough to go put down on a on a down payment on nice. another house. Good so, for them. It, yeah. Four years ago, the average price in Hamilton's three. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was three hundred yeah. something. And I'll give you an example. They 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 purchased this townhouse in competition. It's in Grimsby. They purchased this townhouse in competition for three hundred and ten thousand. Wow. Today. You know, this is only four years ago. Today, that same townhouse is worth about four ninety to five hundred. Wow, that's, See that? that's that's yeah. what we evaluated. Yeah. So whatever so, down payment they put plus their equity that they built, they're gonna they're gonna come away really good. Nice. And, and it's just two two buddies that from high school that you know <laughs> got along well, lived together, and and, and now they're moving on. That's so, great. So, so I want to know so, they're still buddies, and it's it's worked out great. So the one thing I want to know is. Is now one of the buddies has a girlfriend that lives with him. Does she pay one third, or does she pay half of? 
No, oh, she pays one half? third. She, she pays, pays one, one third. third. Wow, look, yeah. see, that's pretty good. So the other guy, so the the other buddy, he's actually laughing. He goes, "They're sharing the one bedroom. Yeah. I got, I still got my bedroom. He's and, coming out, and my yeah. my expenses went down to one third. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the do's and don'ts of um, buying a property with friends do have an ownership prenup. So it sounds like your friend and and his friend and and the girlfriend have a, an understanding of how all yeah, this should work. They they, they didn't though. Right, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have. Wow. A, they they bought the house together. They didn't have a plan going in and saying, you know, what happens if one of us moves out? What happens if it, one of us loses our job? Well, right. It all worked out, but they didn't have that type of plan in place. And I remember saying to them back when they brought the property, I go, "You guys, you know, just have some type of an agreement so when something arises, you guys know what the situation is." They didn't have anything, and they just kind of that's amazing. You know, that, that plan went, they, happened at a party one night. They, they were just drinking. Kinda <laughs> flowed, they just kind of went with the flow and, and dealt with the dealt with the situation as it was. So and, the, and they have they have a shared bank account. So each of them would put you know in, um, a certain amount of money in biweekly. They would use that. It would be a little bit more. It would cover the mortgage payment and and then a little then some just in the event that if there was any house, household improvements they needed to do, they would just pull it from that bank account. And that's that's how they that's nice. how it, that's how it works. So it sounded like they violated the first don't don't jump into a purchase and figure it out later. That's what right. they did, and actually it worked out for these guys big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do share credit scores. This was interesting. Um. Well, they, well, I mean, you can't get a house like if if the bank thinks one of the one of the uh, buyers doesn't qualify, they will They're not. They will. They don't yeah. want him on title. They 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 don't want him there. Yeah. But so they both have to have good credit rating. But I would obviously if you're if you're in the process of looking to purchase a home with a partner, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever, it, it, it's important to know what your credit score is because mm-hmm. you know the bank's not going to look at you if you have a bad credit score you're, right. you're just not going to get approved for the house uh don't avoid talking about financial history so share with your friend share with your partner whatever the case yeah. is about what's going on financially this is i want to share something in the financial world there's a lot of people right now that have hidden credit cards from their from their partners yeah tons so what <laughs> happens is, is they'll go down and go for a mortgage approval and and the, the the financer would say, well, you know, you're not going to be able to get approved for this house because you got a thirty thousand dollar credit card. The husband or wife will look at it. Look, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I, where you know did what this I mean? come we, from? Where did that come? Right. So that's 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 a huge huge factor. <laughs> where, what are you spending thirty thousand yeah, exactly. dollars on? What you buy? Yeah. <laughs> Do determine shared responsibilities. This sounds very important. Big time, especially. I mean, husband and wife, you guys can figure it out, right? Yeah. You guys yeah. Who takes out the garbage? Yeah. And, yeah. But you know, the guy's gonna do all that. Who yeah. cleans the Who cleans the, the dishes? dishes. <laughs> all the that. guy's gonna do all that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Don't proceed without an exit strategy. This so again, these huge. guys really didn't yeah. have this, this either. This is huge. This is you know whether it's you know you know getting an appraiser and buying buying somebody out or selling or or whatever. Like you know what happens if somebody loses their job? It's and the what it, if, right? It's, yeah, there's so many what ifs and so many factors, and it's just life, right? And it's not just it ha- they're they're for everyone, right? It's right. not just just home ownership. Do maintain a fund for home repairs. Yeah, like like I said, make sure there's always a, a a security blanket in that account, and to be able to take care of the small stuff or even the big stuff if it comes up. Right, yeah. just and like the condo corpse, they always have to have a little bit of money in the exactly. fund. Exactly. Uh, don't assume you'll cohabitate well. It sounds like your guys are getting along uh, <laughs> just fine. Yeah. Do lay down house rules. I'm not sure if they did that or not. Uh, and the last one is don't be ambiguous in the home search. So, you know, you got to work together in terms of, yeah, you know, finding, yeah. right. but finding usually, something that you both But usually like. guys yeah. are pretty easy. Hey, this looks like a great Whatever. place. It's We're got in. a roof. They but it's, four, it, four it's, walls. Yeah. You know, like I said before, it's coming up more and more just due to the nature of the housing prices that, that yeah. for, for a single person to buy the house themselves, it, it's just too much money. 
we got to run one more segment to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. They're online at robgolfi.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Don't forget, Golfi gets it sold. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Uh, interesting story over the last couple of months now is uh, what's going on in Hong Kong. So, for lack of a better term, basically, uh, Hong Kong uh, pro-democracy protests have been going on for the last number of weeks. And uh, these people are, uh, you know, intimating that China, which now has control over Hong Kong, is, uh, you know, putting down its heavy hand and saying that, listen, if you are uh, found guilty of a crime in Hong Kong, you can be extradited to China and be penalized. Right. And no one wants to be penalized in, in China's uh, court system. So a lot of these Hong Kong residents are saying, you know what, Canada's a great real estate market. Uh, we have a great contingent of uh, Chinese nationals in Vancouver already. Canada's probably a good place to go. Um, so this could have an impact not only on Vancouver, but Toronto as well. And if it has an impact on Toronto, Hamilton might be a spill-off for a lot of these people too. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about and that. I think that the main factor is in these people are coming with money. Like they're exactly. not, they're not, yes. they're not going to be coming here and, and being supported by our, our social, you know, our social system. Like they're, they're coming and they, they, they're, they, they're bringing, they're bringing, they're bringing cash some, into yeah, the because, system, the Canadian yeah. economy right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's what's that's what's keeping our economy going. Like like I think it's in comparison. I think it's gonna it's gonna help the the luxury market. You know, we, we saw that our, our luxury market take a hit after 2017. Like one of the biggest hits we've seen in terms of a, a, a market that this this might you know we might see those average sale prices come back up in, mm-hmm. in terms of the the million plus. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know when they come, how many come over. And what kind of real estate options they have. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be looking at, yeah, oh, for sure. in for many sure. cases, those luxury homes. For but there's going to be a, triple d- a trickle-down effect to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. W- weren't they talking about something on the news about, uh, uh, and this is a political thing, I, don't, I, don't, I follow it, but don't follow it that much, but they were, they were, saying, they were saying on the news just uh, this past week that the economy is going strong just because of the immigration. We're getting 300,000 right. people coming into Canada every year. And I'd say the majority of them, I'd say 50% pl- uh, or more, are coming in with money that they're ready to buy a yeah. house right and away. Well educated, educated. Well, that's absolutely. part of the, the immigration process, right? You can't. You, you're, you know, they're not going to let you in without without money. Well, yeah, you know sure, what? Yeah, they, they've certain, got they, certain. They got certain refugees. Factors. Refugees are the ones that right. have to, you know, start building a life, and they get they get help with that, and you know, and uh, they're they're getting jobs and stuff like that. But it, uh, like I said, it's like I mean, usually if you look in the past. Um, they usually say recessions happen within seven to ten years. Well, right. we've been going pretty strong for over ten years since since two thousand eight yeah. recession nine. Yeah, there are hints though over the next yeah. six to eighteen months. Yeah, another one's There's coming. Something's, something's coming. How severe it is, no one really knows. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's could be it. Uh, you have some exciting news to share. Yeah. So Josh Altman from Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, um, huge star on HGTV and and um, 
in that show. He's coming to Hamilton, and uh, he's going to share, you know, some of his his experiences within real estate and how how he's become successful, as well as, you know, have a have a you know question and answer panel, and and he's also going to bring up, you know, a couple local industry leaders, including Rob, that that's nice. going to be a part of a panel to to, you know, share their experiences of of maintaining and building a team, as well as you know developing a real estate company. Yeah. So actually, I'm I'm actually uh, having dinner with uh, Josh the night before. Excellent. Uh, I guess he wants to learn some. So is he things. buying or he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he wants to learn some things from me? I guess I, I would say he's the most popular million dollar listing. Um, Toast. TV star. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's Ryan Serhant, who's out of New York, and there's Josh Flagg as well. So there's there's a couple of them that, that have become wildly successful, and I, I would say he's he's probably the, the uh, top one or the mm-hmm. most popular one that's, that's yeah. done really well. He's he's um you know he's been linked to the Kardashians and selling a couple of their properties. Right. He sold the Keeping Up with the Kardashian house that they, they filmed in, and he has some some crazy um sales noted in terms of you know just multi multi-million dollar mm-hmm. mansions that he's but he's, he's la right he's yeah. la but but you know what for for los angeles like they're kind of you know they're, they're different kind of sure it's hollywood it's hollywood right? but i think he's the more I, i'm not i'm not sure humble but the more normal um <laughs> like he yeah. would fit in on ontario pretty right. easily versus yeah. the other guys yeah right they'd be going whoa what's going on here We're yeah not it's not the to... stereotypical yeah but he's kind of more like you know yeah. kind of grounded type of like you know, like like us, like right. all of us here in Ontario. Yeah. You know, I think LA is kind of rubbed off on him a little bit. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or a yeah. lot. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So is he picking your brain on million dollar listings in Hamilton? Um, I don't know. We're just uh, just gonna hang out, share ideas and uh, stuff like that, and uh, see. You know, I always like talking to these uh, U.S. agents. Uh, find out what uh, what's coming up because they're they're ahead of us. Uh, I'd say at least two years when it comes to technology and and how they do things. And and I and I've at every year, I always go to a different office, like a, a, a American office, top agent in the U.S., and I try to learn, mm-hmm. find out what they're doing. And even if I pick up one little thing, it makes a huge difference when I bring it back here to yeah. uh, Hamilton, Niagara area. We got to run. Uh, enjoy that. That sounds like a, a blast. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in. And we are back next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML.